Hello, and welcome to The Writing Forge, where we discuss tips and tricks for honing your writing. I'm Bonnie. I'm Miranda. And we're your hosts. Let's get get into it. Welcome, everybody, to today's episode of The Writing Forge. I'm Miranda. I'm Bonnie. And with us today is Sean Amos. Welcome, Sean. Did I say that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You said Sorry. better than, than, than I do. Welcome. Thanks, well, thanks so much for coming. Yeah, um, we were just talking a little bit about your um, your schedule. So you're on book tour right now, right? I'm on a book tour. My uh, uh, novel, uh, Cookies and Milk, was published uh, this uh, Tuesday. And so I'm in the middle of this week-long book tour uh, letting people know about it. So thanks for letting me uh, tell you about it. Yeah, yeah, congratulations. Happy happy book birthday. Yeah, so yeah I, 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 awesome. I just got that phrase. Uh, my, my editor was like, oh, that's a thing. Okay. <laughs> it, it is a thing, yeah. yeah. So how how did you get into the writing world? Well, I've always been a writer in the sense that I'm a songwriter and I've mm. written short stories and essays. and um, But it's my first book. I hadn't really um, – I hadn't planned to write a – the book. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I take that back. I, I, I thought I'd write a memoir years ago. Um, I didn't have the, the guts for it. And, and, so I just, um, and then I didn't think a book was really in my future. I sort of stumbled into it um, when someone had tried to uh, turn my memoir into a film, uh, uh, a film, and that didn't happen. And I was... Uh, at that point, it was 2018, and I had relocated to Texas. I was divorced and depressed, and I was thinking about my estranged relationship with my son and my own uh, estranged relationship with my father and the sort of generational thing that was going on in my family. And um, and so in the midst of that, I wrote kind of con- you know contrary to how I was feeling. I wrote the, a treatment for this little joyous children's story about a kid in a cookie shop uh, and it was a way sort of to console myself a little bit in sort of a, a dark time and uh and the the, the gentleman who had pitched it the the gentleman who had, who had optioned my my uh uh earlier property for a film thing he knew a book agent and he, and he sort of took my four page treatment to a book agent who who liked it and um I had a book deal <laughs> like a few months later it was really fortuitous so i sort of stumbled into it you know um based upon you know a sad uh christmas vacation oh. well that's I'm... a sad starting story but it ends up ends up really yeah well. totally yeah yeah and the um it shows how important networking connections are right i th- yeah, i mean that and also sticking with an idea right i mean i think um yes and they, yeah. and sort of, you know, the, the th- ideas come from anywhere right and and sort of to to, oh, yeah. to sort of honor every idea um and, and and work real hard to not let them go well and it also touches on like the transformative power of writing as well because like i know i know a lot of people who uh write to help ease a darker time and so I know a lot of people who read to help to ease, ease a darker, darker time. time so. Yes, I think it works yeah. out nicely. So, yeah, no, that's that's awesome. I um I was really like reading your biographies, like your little bio is super interesting. Um, because you like you said you're a songwriter and stuff. So how was that transition, um, like between different creative lives that you've lived? Between the, the difference between songwriting and, and, and book writing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
God, I mean, it, it's it's just there's no comparison. Really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was it was um, you know, songwriting is so one is just so instantaneous. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I know some people labor over songs for a long time, but you know, for me, songs get written relatively quickly. I mean, once I'm actually writing, I mean, I, I think with any writing process, there's like the thinking about it part, and there's the actual sitting down and writing part. Um, but you know, the, the actual writing of a song is really fast um and 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 narrative structure in songwriting is completely optional right i mean you can sort of jump all over space and time and you doesn't need to make any sense whatsoever it's more akin to poetry really um and so and you could have a song that can have you know five words in the whole thing and and that's completely (laughs) completely acceptable if, if you know the groove is good so um then you go to a book and it's, you know, you, you got to have a narrative structure <laughs> and, and particularly, you know, this is a middle grade novel. And so, you know, what I was told early on is that your number one job is just to make your reader excited about reading, you know, like that, that's the number one job, you know, make him or her want to turn the page. Um, and, and so that's a big lift, you know, for 300 and something pages. You know? and, and, and there's, and there's no shortcuts, you know, where songwriting is all sorts of shortcuts. Uh, and if something isn't, you know, you get to page 200 and you sort of figure something out that, you know, blows up the previous 199 pages, you have to go right back to page one and, you know, and start over. So, oh, yes. so yeah. it, it was daunting, you know, um, but at the same time, you know, the immersiveness of it was really, um, Lovely. Yeah, you know, it, it was. It was really sort of an honor, you know, to to, to sort of to be in this immersed in this world for such a long period of time, um, and, and that was fun. You know, I've never been so. Um, I've never, I've never been in a world in an alternate world for so long. You know, the worlds I created and then songs are, you know, I'm sort of in and out pretty pretty quickly, and I get to revisit them when I perform them. Um, but to sort of be in this in this imaginary space for, you know, the months and months it took to write the book was, was definitely a bit of a trip. So I have another question. I feel like I should let Miranda ask one, but just out of like personal curiosity, I, I'm a, a novel editor basically uh-huh. um, by profession. And so one, I was thinking like, did, when you write songs, do you have an editor? Is that a, is that a thing? No, not at all. I mean, okay. I, 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 I'm my own editor. I mean, I, you know, I have people I trust and, and I'll, and I'll, you know, right. but, 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 but I usually don't do that at the writing phase. I mean, I'll, I'll bounce stuff off people really once I'm in the recording phase or even the mixing phase, but you know, writing for me has always been such a, um, you know, uh, it's been my one time to be my own, master of my own domain you know and i haven't and historically i haven't wanted to share my songwriting process with anybody because that was sort of the joy of it for me you know i, I share everything else in my life and so you know like this, this, this is one thing I, I didn't want to share with anyone and i wasn't looking for input and i wasn't looking for collaboration i, I just wanted to sort of hold on to it tightly and, and i think that was a result mainly you know so much of my songwriting was you know born out of a need to figure certain shit out, you know, and and, and, and and so no one really could help me. I mean, I was getting help, you know, with my therapist and getting help with my friends and other areas of figuring my shit out. But when it came to writing, you know, that was my own space, you know, to have to myself. So, um, but then going to a book, I had a, I have a great editor, um, Lisa Yaskowitz over at Little Brown, 
uh, and it was, it, it's been really one of the most instructive and supportive and just, um, you know, just educational collaborative experiences I've ever had. I mean, it, it's really the, the editor writer relationship is for me, at least has been really beautiful. Um, and, and she's really been, um, you know, she taught me a lot and, and, and she, one about the process and, and really encouraging and just such a you know subtle way of directing me in certain directions where I wouldn't you know necessarily direct myself and maintain a level of, of objectivity when I completely lost my objectivity. <laughs> yeah. And so um, it, it's, it's been fun. It's, it's been a fun. It's been a fun experience having an editor sort of uh, to work with. Nice. I like that. that you know, I'm a little biased, but I like hearing that. <laughs> oh, well, editors. Go, go editors. Yeah. yeah. Go editors. You guys need more you, positive, positive, yeah. positive feedback. Yes. You're not just <laughs> the person with the red pen. No, yes. No, oh, my God. No way. And, I, and I'm, writing, I'm writing a second book right now, which is, I guess, oh, nice. essence, a sequel to first. And um, that's why she, and she told me uh, the second book is the hardest book you'll ever write. And it is that, yeah. totally true. And so, there is, so, so I'm leaning on her a lot more, you know, on the, in, in this book that I did on, on, on the first book. Okay. That's awesome. Uh, I do have a question. Uh, if All right. Go you're... ahead. No, go <laughs> okay. ahead. Go ahead. All right. Um, uh, so you are a blues singer, correct? Correct. Uh, how did you get into songwriting? And did you choose that particular genre or did that particular genre pick you or... Like how how did you how did you get into songwriting or did the songwriting come first or did the music come first too? So I guess there's like six questions. Yeah, in there, a lot but. of questions. <laughs> um, blues chose me for sure. Um, blues is sort of my I guess third musical life. I I was a I was a fan of music long before I became a, a player of music. I I, I was a rabid music listener as a kid you know elementary school high school college um music really saved my life i mean you know, literally figuratively and it is hands down you know the most um important sort of uh thing in my life i mean aside from my, my kids um and so uh so it's always been really central to who I am and I, and I, and I, and I have formed a lot of my you know, opinions about the world and a lot of my, um, and figure out a lot of my emotional life, uh, and probably define a lot of my politics, you know, through the musicians I've loved over the years. Uh, I didn't, and I always wrote, you know, as a kid, I wrote short stories, I wrote poems, I wrote love letters to girlfriends. And I, you know, I, I was, <laughs> I was always writing to figure my stuff out, you know, I mean, that, that would, mm -hmm. writing, writing has always been, the best way for me to express myself and for me to sort out my, my, my inner world. I, I, I go to a pen, you know, immediately when I need to sort of figure something out that, that that's my knee jerk reaction. Um, but I didn't get into songwriting or, or singing really until um, college. Uh, and I sort okay. of, I, I fell into some bands and, um, and, and initially as a saxophone player, but I picked up sax. And so I wasn't even a singer in a band. I was just, I was playing sax in the band. And then, um, and I joined another band that did mainly covers. And I was the only person who knew the words to all the cover songs. So I became a singer. Um, so it's sort of this process of discovering different parts of myself. It's like, oh, I can sing. Oh, you know, I, I can write songs like the songs I like. 
Um, and so I got into, you know, at first I was a singer songwriter, trying to do like the folky, you know, singer songwriter thing, bleeding heart, you know, confessional acoustic guitar, you know, um, mm. super sensitive, you know, singer songwriter guy. And then, and then I joined, you know, a rock band and, uh, and then I, and then I got into blues, which I always loved as a listener, you know, like everything else, but, um, it wasn't until 2012, not where I got, I got invited to play blues with some former bandmates of mine. And that's when it shows me, I'd sort of sang these songs for the first time. I was like, Oh my God, this music is, it, it, it just, it just, um, rearranged my DNA and, and, it, and it really for the first time in my life you know a lot of my music both that I listened to and that I was writing was trying to figure out my identity and particularly my, my, my racial identity because I grew up and the book talks about this you know, the, the kid in the book Ellis you know is a black kid who grows up in an all-white neighborhood has no one who looks like him no one who talks like him and that was my childhood so I, I, I had no reflection of myself at all and so blues is the first time I got like a reflection of myself, but also I felt like all of that history, that's my own history is sort of coming out of me for the first time. Um, and that was really powerful for me. And, and so I didn't look back ever since then. No, that's, that's awesome. Have you, have you found that any skills from songwriting uh, helped you with your book. I know you said that it was like apples and oranges, but is there is is there anything that you found uh, that either helped inform your writing or maybe helped the rhythm of your writing? Or is is there anything that you carried over from songwriting, or did you carry it over from your short stories or your poetry? Or was was all that? How did that previous writing help you write your novel? Rhythm's a great word. I mean, that that's actually. That, that that's that's definitely part of the answer there i i think um knowing you know the rhythm of a, of a phrase knowing the rhythm of a sentence um that that's definitely so i i think while you know i had to rely on just gut instinct and you know reading other stuff and and um and, and i guess uh well the narrative piece was a heavy lift you know the, the prose and, and writing you know um you know, a catchy sentence or, you know, being able to, you know, manipulate words and language, you know, within, you know, a sentence or a paragraph. I think that I, I feel my songwriting past helped me have greater ease with that. I mean, I, I, you know, I just sort of like come up with, you know, an alliterative sentence or, or to be able to sort of, um, you know, have a, you know, a double entendre, you know, handy or, whatever i mean that that kind of stuff is pretty easy in the context of writing a book because i'm pulling up all my, my songwriting past yeah rhythm that's a good word yeah, yeah. <laughs> relatively easy to make stuff sing you know, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah within a you know, to, to make character particularly in dialogue like i, I like writing dialogue mm. a lot Ooh, um yeah. and um and it was really relatively easy and, and a lot of fun to make the characters talk that that part's sort of probably my most the, the 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 thing i like the most about writing a book i feel like that makes sense because usually right a song is from from a person it's like a person talking so yeah I totally like and, I, and, I, and I tend sense. to adopt some characters within some i mean not, not everything not everything i write is some you know self right you know autobiographical <laughs> you know confession confessional thing there's definitely right. lots of you know characters and then there's a lot of writers i love like one of my favorite writers is randy newman 
who is just an amazing uh, you know architect of writing these miserable horrible characters you know who, who are like the protagonists of his songs like the most you know un, unlikable people he'll make you know the centerpiece of these songs and, and so yeah um so that, that, that's, a, that's a great point it's a great point that's really cool i'm thinking about music and writing now and i know a lot of writers talk about like the playlist that they listen to while they're writing and i i'm, I'm kind of a music person not um, and I like I, I have a hard time listening to music while I'm doing something else because my brain is like analyzing the music. So so how about you? Like, do you listen to music while you're writing? Do you? Well, this book, the, you know, music features really heavily in this book. This book is certainly, I guess, you know, the, the, the top sort of, you know, log line of the book is you know, it, it's about fathers and sons. Um, but the book's also a real love letter to music. Um, Ellis in the book plays harmonica, you know, like I do. He, and he loves the blues. He loves all sorts of, he loves music in particular, but especially the blues. And there's a DJ in the book who um, he becomes enamored with and he hangs out at this radio station. And so there's all these opportunities for me to, to, to name drop and name check, you know, 70s, you know, black music, you know, primarily. Um, and so, um, so I write a lot about music in the book, and then in the back of the book, there's actually a playlist of all the songs that oh, are awesome. that are that are awesome. that are name dropped throughout the book. Um, so I listen to music a lot. I, I, I had to figure out how to describe music. I, I was able to license the lyrics for Muddy Waters' song because there's oh, nice. sort of theme in the book where he and his dad are, are sort of. It's the song is called Manish Boy, and so metaphor it's about a boy wanting to be a man, right? So that the lyrics of that mm -hmm. song made sense, and he, and he, and he repeats them. On. So I licensed that, but but in every other instance, you know, I'm not allowed to yeah. you know yeah, quote, quote, quote lyrics. lyrics. And yep. so, and I I really wanted to give the reader a sense of like what funk music is like, you know, and and what is blues music like. And so I had to describe, you know, like the bass hook for. You know, or the acoustic guitar line for a funkadelic song. Can you get to that? Or how to describe, you know, the bass line for, um, you know, a Rufus song or whatever. And so, I listen to music a lot just to figure out how to translate what I was hearing into words, uh, which, which is which was an interesting challenge. Uh, and so, um, and then I also listen to music a fair amount just to put me in the headspace of the 70s the book takes place in 1976 mm -hmm. uh, and so I, I really wanted to um just um you know i wanted to put myself there and so, and so music helped me do that so yeah there, there's stuff i love music listening while writing no that's awesome well unfortunately we are starting to run out of time so we only have time for one more question bonnie did you have one um Make it a good one. Make it a good one. <laughs> I know. Make it, it has a good to be one. So good. Uh, do you have a question that you wish we asked? I don't know. If that's too. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about where? Um, where can we find your book? Where? Where is everything uh, coming out? Where? It's where everywhere. People... Yeah, it's Cookies and everywhere. Milk. Cookies and Milk published by Little Brown, and it is everywhere. Books are sold. Um, literally. So I, I just uh, bought a couple copies today myself at Barnes and Noble, so I can. Mail them to some friends, uh, but there, you know, yeah, any, 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 and all booksellers uh, have them, and it's it's out in stores as of this week. 
I was going to say, go in and sign your books. That is yes. totally something you can do. Book authors. If, if, you're, if your and editor hasn't told you that Yeah, already. I've been doing it. I've been doing a lot, <laughs> good, good. A lot of stuff. <laughs> a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, well, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us today. We really appreciate it. Thanks it's for been, having me. I hope you, hope you land the awesome space shuttle you. safely. We shall. Uh, for the listeners who can't see us, we have our headphones yes, and we've yes. got our microphones. <laughs> and so, very fancy <laughs> uh, Good so. luck with the rest of your last day of your book tour. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Stay safe. That's all the time we have for today, folks. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Writing Forge, an NCW podcast brought to you by Nagano Press. To learn more about The Writing Forge and our parent company, Northern Colorado Writers, be sure to check out our website at northerncoloradowriters.com. Check out our social links in the description. You can subscribe to The Writing Forge wherever podcasts are aired. If you like this episode, you'd really help us out by rating and reviewing. If you're looking for more informational writing content, be sure to become an NCW member. Stay sharp, my friends. 